Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches with Beards. And on today's episode, I asked a question. Wait, you mean you forgot cranberries too? <laughs> and that's the bitch is dead. We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And we both have opinions. So let's get this party started. Cheers. Cheers. Having to oh. grab the right glass. Right glass. Apologies, I got the ice rattle going. I did not have wine when I got in the house, so we've had to put ice cubes into the wine. Oh, so, so, so passe. So, so pedestrian. So pedantic. Like, oh. So fucking <laughs> messy. God, you know, I am so messy because it's the start of my vacation. <laughs> we're all messy, which is why we're going to go into a little section quickly called Messy Bitches. <laughs> so this is a portion where we clean up a little bit from last week's episode. And last week's episode, we asked our wonderful listeners whether they thought 2023 had killed the movie franchise. So, drumroll please, 60%, 60% now, said that they thought that they were even better than they were before. And 40% thought that question was a sequel to something that had already been asked. Keep listening to find out what we'll be discussing this week. And don't forget to rate, review, and share us on your socials. Perfect. Yes. You are, as of today, officially on vacation. I am on vacation until after the second, which is wonderful. It's needed. I just need to, like, cocoon and... Cocoon. Literally, my plans are to read, to binge, to do research I want to do research to, attend parties that I'm invited to, but not to think during this entire time. Yes. I have one day of not thinking. And I'll help you not think on that day if you yeah. like. No, I. that sounds blissful, actually. Yeah. It's been rough. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I might plan a vacation for later in the year, but that's, you, you know. You should. You need a vacation. I, I'm, I'm like, should I go to Iceland, England? I don't know. Do you want to do a vacation, a travel vacation or a relaxed vacation? It's one of these, I don't mind going to some place that I've been so that it's not like a shock of, oh, I've never been here before. But I would like to explore a new aspect of it, maybe. like. Well, can't you do that? Like, because doesn't Iceland do like the whole spa sort of thing? Yeah, like I would like to have days that it's like, your entire day is at the spa from 8am until 6pm. Yeah, I just don't just think relax. England's, not, England's not that relaxing in that sense. It's, no, it's, ide- no. it's idyllic in places. Yes, but, but hiking in the Lake District was one of my favourite things I did. I can see that. I just associate England with, oh my god, who am I going to say hi to now? Right, I don't have that problem, other than I have to say hi to your parents, yes. which I gladly mm-hmm. do. No, I'm glad you got the time off. I I would... Well, we had, like, this week, we had the gala at mm-hmm. work, uh, which was... It, it was very weird, because I'm kind of involved, but not involved. Mm. So a lot of my kind of F energy is put into be ready because they might have like a graphics request last minute fair I mean you are the graphics man yeah so so, and then video on the day so we could kind of go and enjoy it Um, I can't say who I got to meet but Mm. I got to meet one of our board members who I've been excited to meet for a while I I, I was very happy whenever I heard you yes so Daniel can vouch for it it was someone it's impressive impressive. so I was and they were very sweet Uh, so I was excited about that and yeah, we got to have some food, you know, a glass of wine. It was nice. And afterwards, because it was down, um, down on the on the wharf, we uh, went next door 
to the bar, a few people from the team, and so had a bit of a social time as mm, well. Very nice. So that was nice, and yeah, no, that was kind of, I mean, that was the easiest thing of the week. I have to say, Christmas is now in full swing. Oh, Christmas, for me, Christmas has already been in full swing, but it's more of this, I'm at the sit-back point, because I've gotten everything done. I know you're not at that point yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, well, well the... The, the the Christmas cards arrived really early, which was great. So we've got all the international and the American ones off. Mm-hmm. We now just have to do the DMV area ones, which we're slowly making our way through. I wish you the best because the postal system has been horrific here in DC. So yes, so we will see what we get to. And of course, I had a bit of a meltdown this weekend because. Listeners, as you know, I'm British, and um, mm. as you probably don't know, is a, a lot of our stuff is really hard to come by over here. Oh yes, I know the story. So, <laughs> I like we have these things called mince pies, which are sweet mints. So it's currants in alcohol and syrup. It's they're really delicious, and you know they they grow on trees in England, but over here you're talking fifteen dollars for a pack of six. Mm-hmm. And usually, what you can do is buy like the filling quite easily because you guys do something similar at it's, uh, Thanksgiving. It's close; it's not no. quite there, there. But the actual, you do it as a large pie. We do it as individuals. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd look safe. I usually do them, and they did not do them this year. Um, I, I went into two Safeways, could not find them, even though they told me online they were doing it. So fuck you, Safeway. Like check your stock. And I even went to Walmart, ordered online, did a whole big order in order just to get the free delivery. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on the day they were like, oh, actually we couldn't find them. So I didn't even get them. And then they added in another $10 delivery because I added in some ranch dressing last minute and they added $10 for that. And I'm like, fuck you, I was still in the right. So I've got to go back to them actually complain and mm-hmm. say, I did this order just for something which you screwed up on. So I know we shouldn't call like people out for shit on here, <laughs> but I was really unimpressed by that. Uh, it, I'm sorry, we're it's 2023. You're telling me you can't know what's in your store. You should you should know what's going in, what's going out. But I am going to brag on you for a moment. Those mince meat pies were delicious, and you made them from scratch. Yes, thank you. And they should be getting better because I, I they were they were less than 24 hours, and they're meant to have like three days of fermenting. So I tried it again, and actually, it's not tasting. They, 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 the flavors are kind of coming together. So we have the Christmas party Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be up uh, Saturday morning. Uh, probably like cause we were, refer- we're recording Thursday because I got my team party tomorrow night, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna probably tomorrow go out and get all the ingredients and do sausage rolls and mince pies. So my question is, are you using the rum like you used for the first set? Are you using something else? So the the, the mix is just is pre-made. Oh okay. okay. Yeah. So Didn't the mix that. is done. Yeah. Okay. So the mix. So that's mm-hmm. what I'll probably do mm-hmm. actually in future years now. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I think really thanksgiving mm. will make, Stock up there, we'll make yeah. it and just and let it brew mm-hmm. so yeah and it just stays in it ferments so i've got all that going and yeah no i've got so i think for the party we'll be doing uh, sausage rolls and mince pies. <laughs> but i think it's that the, the 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 poor hollywood's pastry was a really crumbly and i don't know mm. and so I'm going to use the same recipe again. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what went wrong because I've used this one in the past, but I think they just need like five minutes longer, maybe. Yeah. Because he said 20, but they really hadn't come together. Yeah. So, got all you, that to You've do. got to watch it. Yeah. Watch it, yeah. yeah. So, got all that to do. That was, so that was the big one. Well, the other thing on the, on the talk of baking, though, uh-huh. 
the Christmas mm. Bake Off. They, they, we get them a year late over here. Yeah, yes, but they did Beef Wellingtons. Oh. So I was sitting there taking notes for Christmas Day, and you like, better. Yeah, because <laughs> like well, Wellington's kind of anything. But I'm definitely going to do beef. But mm. there's a certain mixture using mushrooms that you put in there which I mm. knew about but they were like and then mm. they explained how to stop absorbency so there's a lot of like Ooh. like pancakes are used and everything like crepes I didn't realise it oh yeah. okay so a few good little tricks so I was like trying to do some Christmas cards while writing down notes about how to do Beef Wellington and you ended up doing the Beef Wellington as opposed to the Christmas, Christmas cards, cards. yeah <laughs> but no, so I was like oh this is kind of like interesting so mm-hmm. I definitely and Prue said apparently Beef Wellington's great for a hangover I would believe anything Prue said because she is an alcoholic after my own heart. But uh, apart from that, um, I am I'm pretty much all set. Presents were ordered today. I think we're kind of ready to last few cards to do, and then we're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I only have one more gift to get, and that's a bottle of something for your hubs. And there we go <laughs> for Christmas. So uh, keep him quiet for five minutes. Uh, you know, it will wind him up, and then he'll be, you know, a tornado. Um, I, however, had Christmas parties this week in the office. Ooh. Oh, there are lessons learned. There are lessons learned. So, when you say Christmas party, legitimate Christmas party or get to get, or gatherings? Um, I'm going to describe it and I'm going to let you decide yeah. what it is. So, upper management at my office, we essentially set up the library conference room space into like different little tables and we set up a buffet and we provide the food, and then we let all the under staff come in and eat the food. And then there's music playing. Was there any alcohol? Unfortunately, there was not, even though my boss was like, we should really spike this with some vodka. And I'm like, we absolutely should. <laughs> but were you allowed alcohol? No, we're not allowed alcohol for certain reasons. Because we are a federal government. But <laughs> it was one of these... It's bullshit for all of No, I agree. It's one of these, I'm sitting here and I'm like... There are no games, there's no activity, there's just music playing, and there's no alcohol. Like, And what time was this? Oh, so here's the joy. There were two separate parties to make sure that staff could come. Oh, God. One on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. The one on Tuesday was from 1 until 4 o'clock. The one on Tuesday was from 12 until 3 o'clock. Yeah. I was on setup committee both days, which was fine. You know, the gay had to go in there and set things up, and it was perfect. But it was just like, why are we having a four-hour party? Like, most people were off at three o'clock. Like, why is it lasting until four? Also, this feels like a long time to be standing around doing nothing. nothing. Yeah, and it was one of these, thank God, only time I'll ever say this, I had a meeting both days, like, at one o'clock during, I was like, sorry, I've got to go to the meeting. I mean, (laughs) we had a team, we had, like, a a town hall brown bag thing Mm -hmm. a couple weeks back, and they even, like, we had, like, afterwards, they were like, obviously we sat there, and Mm -hmm. then that went till four for an hour, and they said, oh, but afterwards we're going to have, like, a little happy hour. And it really worked. I was like, actually, people were standing around afterwards having a chit-chat. So the thing is, like, my team is actually planning that whenever we get back from the holidays, like, on a Thursday, like, literally that Thursday that we get back, that we are going to be doing a lunch that's going to be from, like, 12 until 2, and then probably a happy hour afterwards, because it's just, like, 
this is what we should actually have done for the holiday party is like get off campus go so that's your holiday party for your department yeah for my program is going to be that and we're going to do it afterwards which I think is fine I mean like for your, but the ones in the office for the, the ones yeah we're the ones well, that kind of like you used to watch Office Christmas Party just to see the freaking um, how it's meant to be done no like I'm sitting here and I'm like this is horrible like yeah. I'm like, this is not how you should be doing it. Like, I, I know there's a lot of issues with spends and stuff. Right. I, I know that, but like, we've got so we've got our one tomorrow. That's our team party, and actually, mm-hmm. someone's hosting it. Uh, so it's going to be. It sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, no spouses, though. But hopefully, no. I think that's fine. But well, you know, someone doesn't think it's fine. But um, well, that person never thinks yeah, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and then, but we don't have our actual organization party until uh-huh. the 31st of January, which is very late I that's, don't that's late but yeah, yeah I don't mind a New Year's one actually I kind of apart from it, it's like what do you wear mm. at least you at least it's like, it feels like it's relaxed and it's something to look forward to in a new year winter white or black is what you wear yeah so we do that maybe and then we do a union one after So that, mm-hmm. but that's like at four or five and they have yeah. alcohol open bar yeah. and then we go afterwards and then the union go and do another happy hour like a, the yeah. end party I'm sorry that's a bit that's kind of a little bit Oh, so the thing is, like, in years past when I was at a different office, same agency, like, it was a big, like, everyone had activities, there was lunch going on, like, this punch was probably spiked, like, situation, but now the current boss is like, no, we don't do this. And I'm like, we should do this. Like, we would be very grateful if we could do this. (laughs) Like, I'm going to be very honest. I'm like, a little bit would never hurt at this party. Like, just saying. Also... I got my performance bonus this week, and I was a little bit indulgent, just a little bit. I did something. What'd you do? I purchased a first edition book signed by Lady Bird Johnson. Very nice. It's coming before Christmas, and it's going on my bookshelf. Well, good for you. I've never done anything like that, and I'm like, I deserve this. Like, there we go. Clearly, we made the most of not having kids. We had very exciting weeks. Yes, we did. So that being said, I think that we deserve a drink. I think we do deserve another drink, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So let's join our favourite barefoot contestant in her garden. Daniel, what are you serving? I am serving an Enane Vino Save. It's an Italian wine. Um, it smells like it's akin to a Vermentino, so it's very herbally, very earthy. It will go quite well with something in a white sauce. Yes. Delicious. and butter and garlic mm, very nice yeah it's very light but it does have a little bit of like a little bit of an aftertaste on it yeah I, I don't like it when it's too overwhelming yeah. I'm like, but then also I do because I drink it I, I don't drink it as fast <laughs> right I nearly did a mince pie for our Ina's garden today but it's just it's too crummy we've had it already There's oh no, no no it, it was so but it was so good on Sunday like literally I can't compliment I'll do a bit of those. food I'll do a bit of food in a minute when we go over our culture but I was mm-hmm. like no we could have some crumble crumbles but I don't want we don't want crumble oh, crumbles no, 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 no crumbles no Let's not talk about ourselves. What's going on in the neighborhoods? So this is the portion of the podcast where we discuss things that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. This is a little bit camp, is it? Well, my first one <laughs> is there is a Paddington musical adapt- adaptation in the works. 
Wait, based off of D. Paddington movies? Yes, I think they go. Well, obviously there is a. Well, for those that don't know, obviously they do know. Should know Paddington Bear. It is a a a kids' book in England about a small bear that lives with a family in London. A Chilean Uh, bear. Chilean, a Peruvian bear. Oh, Peruvian. Yeah, yeah, he's Peruvian. Sorry, not Chilean. Um, But he and it's uh, based heavily on uh, the evacuees during World War Two. Very cute. Uh, The film is excellent. The second film is even better. Yes, very very good films. We love it. Uh, they did get a little bit of stick when they first start came out because of the he looks a bit too like you know photorealistic yeah and actually people yeah. soften to the performance yeah so Ben Whishaw I think they are going to use the films as a basis for them because okay. I think people like the story but I think they will make them their own but I think they, they know where their their bread's buttered so who is associated with it or do you know if I stole your so finger, I'm sorry at the moment it's a member of a group called Busted, who were hmm. big in the early 2000s. I've seen a couple of musicals. They are very talented. Okay. And there's mm-hmm. another band. Have you heard of McFly? That name sounds familiar, but I'm not even so they, 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 they sort of, they did their own stuff and then they went on to do, they like produced McFly as a separate band. Okay. But no, one of them is actually doing the music for it. And I've said that they, it should be interesting. I They wouldn't have hired them. It's quite a big property. Uh-huh. So I think that they'll do quite a lot of good work with it. Yeah, Tom Fletcher from McFly. Oh, no, Tom Fletcher from McFly. Sorry, my mistake. But I've seen a musical written by Bastid because one of them did a concept album called Loserville which was excellent oh okay. yeah so that, wait that sounds familiar I don't know if it would have I've been, been having here. I've been listeners I'm so sorry I've been having this deja vu of stuff sounds really familiar to me today I think Tom Fletcher's a cute one actually they're all cute in Bastid and McFly but no so it should be good um kind of curious to see how they do Paddington they'll probably get a twink mm. to play him and I'm sure it will test Ariana Grande's relationship naturally <laughs> My other bit of news is that they have announced the Drag Race uh, 16 cast. Oh, okay. Um, not really going to go into it, quite frankly. I don't know any of the queens. Uh, let's just watch it and make some decisions then. But I'm pretty sure half the bitter bitches out there already decided who to hate and are making racist comments. Are they from any areas that you're associated with? No. no, just, no I don't no. really look into them. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll no. watch it when the competition starts. Yeah, fair what enough. I am interested in, though, is the judging panel. Oh, who's judging me? Um, really headlining it is Charlize Theron, um, Oscar winner, and uh, yeah. uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Sir Michelle Gellar. Uh, amazing. Um, and also others that are set to... Oh, and Becky G is another big one. Uh-huh. Becky G, I, I, they, they, they gave the list of the initial three and then the subsequent list. I'm a bit like, I don't think Becky G... Is that the level of Shelley's Ferron? No. I do like Becky G from Power Rangers the movie. Right. But I'm a little bit... Mm. Anyway, other people include Adam Shankman, Icana Pop, um, Isaac Mizrahi, Jamal Sims. He's not really a guest judge. He's, Isaac he's Mizrahi. Oh. Isaac Mizrahi's lovely. Jamal Sims I love. I uh, think he's a really good choreographer, but he's basically... That's the dance week, basically. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the delicious Jolkin Booster. Um, Kaya Gerber, do you know her? Uh, no. Cindy Crawford's daughter. Oh, yes. I don't, I don't um, know her, yeah, she, I saw her in a film recently. She's oh. very good, and it looks exactly like her mother. I was about to say, I've seen photos. It's just like clone. Kelsey Ballerini, you know her. Yeah. Uh, Kyra Sedgwick, that's Kevin Bacon's wife. Yep. Um, Laura Roach, don't know her. Mayan Lopez, don't know. And then Ronan Farrow's back. Oh, I like Ronan because he did the All Stars. Uh, episode when Jinx destroyed it with the comedy routine. Oh, it was such an epic night. So actually, it's quite mm. a full stars lineup. All, all full stars, all stars lineup. Because technically, yeah. all stars they bring out 
doesn't look like though they've got a it, usually they started to do the big singing uh-huh. start at, in the opening episodes mm-hmm. I'm not sure how they're splitting it but I, I like seeing like the fact is that they've got people that, who are quite big but Sarah Michelle Gellar is part of the headliners <laughs> um, because she's just amazing yeah but no, that's it I just thought that's interesting but hopefully I'm hoping for a good season uh, UK one this year which I've got to go into later was excellent so hopefully it will keep moving forward fantastic and what about your news well what my are you expecting new- well my news my news guess it's back 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 again Mpox is back in our vocabulary as gay men here in the United do States do we have to get another prick uh it's recommended that we do get another prick. There is a brand new strain, and it is far more deadlier from the Congo, where there is at least 600 that are dead, and there's a confirmed Belgian who has it. To be determined whether he brought it into the Congo or if he contracted it in the Congo, but the CDC is recommending that we probably go get another jab. We'll have to set up, aren't we, in DC? Yeah. I mean, it, it'll be like last time, where we went to the uh, clinics with, you know residency proof and go get your appointment don't I have sex for don't want to say anything because I feel like if my parents or mother-in-law listen but we went to an event north of San Francisco and there was a lot of gay men in a swimming pool oh my God. and we had and they were I'd not small gay men so we had to navigate everyone it was like a ballet <laughs> and you pirouetted and it was perfection. lovely we had a great time Genuinely had a really good time, but it was in the air and it was quiet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. My other bit of news, sad news for me at least, Jonathan Bailey is confirmed to be a taken man. And while I don't normally talk about relationships on this podcast, I do love me some Jonathan Bailey so ever much. Have you seen W1A on Netflix? No, but I know of it. Yeah, he's in that. Hugh Bonneville is also in it yeah right? so yeah. he's a he's his smaller role and the other mm. one is Phoebe Waller-Bridge's Crashing oh. mm. he's in that yes so but that was when he was a jobbing actor right and I said to Jamie I said to the hubs once you know what he's a dick but he's kind of cute and mm. hubs was like yeah he is and then it turns out he's a sex symbol of the century oh yes so listeners according to Out and Advocate Jonathan Bailey is happily taken he says it's not a secret but it's going to be private so there are going to be no photos no announcements do we know who it is at all we have no clue who it is i wish him the very best but also at the same time i'm just like damn it is it abigail bresner at the end no 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 she always gets your parts oh she always does (laughs) and my final bit of news i'm making it news we'll put it this way so the princess of wales the duchess of cornwall whatever you want to call her kate we love her we I, think she's, her. I think she's now princess of wales either way we love and adore her showed up in this fantastic white ensemble to carol's um christmas and carol's or lessons and carol's so sorry lessons and carol's it was a holland cooper outfit with a chris kirk coat but everyone is commenting that guess what it is monotone Perfect monotone. Since the Queen's passing, Kate has been dressing in monotone. She did it once. People were like, oh, that's a thought. She's done it twice. People thought, oh, this is something. She has now done it multiple times. Everyone is now saying that she's in a brand new fashion era for the princess. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I do. She's... And she looked stunning. And was that a kid's event as well? No, it was a official event. Like, 
She looked stunning. That's the same way to monitor. I, I break out the color if you're going to meet sticky hands. No, like, she was perfection in a white pantsuit. Or it was Christmas cream, I think is the color. Yeah. However, guess what? Charlotte was not matching her. It was the first... What was Charlotte wearing? I think Charlotte was wearing burgundy, or she was wearing blue. I don't remember which. Yeah, you see, the thing is, I feel that if Louis you're going to wasn't blue, I if you're going to go monotone, much. the kids stop having to match because you're going to literally walk out. Even yeah. mum of the year is going to find her kids got. Where did that stain come from? And, and you don't have a kid wear white. She was smart with that. She was very yeah. smart with that. So yeah. Anyways, so Kate Fashion Watch. We hope it continues. We love it. We love it. I do. I love her. I love her all the time. I mean, she was recently in a red number that was just stunning. Is she still using a lot of British designers? Yes. Yeah. Still, still Alexander McQueen is very much her preferred designer. Or the house. It's a of pity what yeah. happened with him because yeah. he would be in such an era right now. Oh, absolutely. Because she is wearing. Yeah. Wearing such it. a pity. Yeah. So, Daniel, aside from Duchess Kate, what's been gay culture for you? So, gay culture for me this week, my food of the week, it was Martha Stewart. I made Senate bean soup, a local mm. DC favorite. I made too much of it, so part of it is going out tonight because after four days of eating it, I cannot eat any Do you not freeze any of it? Here's the thing. The beans take up all the moisture, and it's really hard to freeze that and get it back to, like, a soupy consistency. Like, that is... I know my limits. I can't work magic Do on you? that. Look, if it was a chicken lemon orzo soup, I could have it moist. I can't with that one. My drink of the week has been Christmas punch because I've had it twice this week. What is Christmas punch? It is one part cranberry, one part Sprite, one part sherbet, or sherber, as my boss kept saying the entire time. It is like a 1950s neon green fantasy, and let me tell you, vodka would have made that one perfect, but alas, there was none. That sounds special. It was special. It sounds so fucking special. It was the most, the most special of things. My song of the week, my throwback was Step Into Christmas by one Mr. Elton John. Welcome to our Christmas. I Welcome. Lo- Here's the thing, I love that song so much, and I just turned it on, and I was like, this is perfection. We will be playing this after the podcast. Yes. My newer song of the week is Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. I feel like it's climbing up there to be a Christmas favorite, at least for me. It is. I will agree that when it first came, I was like, oh, this is good. It's, mm. The thing is, you've got to remember, it took Mariah Carey how many years to be number one? A decade. It was an instant uh, hit. Yeah. But I do think that this one is starting to climb a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I do think that they take time. I think we've got to remember that we... I feel like we feel that everything was an instant hit. And yes, some stuff actually was. But it takes a long time now for stuff to become part of the lexicon. Because you need to, like, listen to it and have a memory of, oh, I was doing, I was baking cookies and I was listening to this. And then I did this and I was listening to it. And that song happened to be playing. Like, yeah, it takes time for it to, like, get in there. Like, yeah. So good. Uh, Television of the Week, because I did not read this week. Murder on Blood Mountain for all my murderinos that want to have a true crime documentary on Hulu. Nice. Highly recommend that. And my documentary of the week, The Ladybird Diaries. Perfection. However, I will say this Bobby Kennedy played too high a role in this documentary, and Jackie Kennedy felt forced, which was sort of natural for Jackie. So, you know, maybe it was okay. How about you, my dear? Oh, well, a little bit of a quieter week, I would say, because mm-hmm. of everything going on. 
food this week so we will have a quick chat in a minute about what we got up to because you forgot one thing and I've got to bring it up oh but, I had a note about it but I yes. thought you were going to bring it up yes so we're going to come into that one but yeah. no so food I did mince pies which came out said very Paul Hollywood's a very I used to say recipe very crumbly pastry but mm. these pies were generally delicious oh, and I did the little shapes on top and they came out really nice actually yes. a little like that but also did buffalo chicken dip so I do so Saturday we had a party uh, that I did not know anyone was going to be there actually it's a very nice party it was like a brunch but I did a tofu dip mm. because I like what well, and actually the hubs when I he thought I was doing buffalo tofu for like oh. the um, for the game and was like no no and I said no I'm doing it for the party and he goes okay but why I said because you don't know who's going to be there and Mm. and you don't know what and he goes okay yeah and then while we were there and and I can I can cook well and at the end of the day he can I I will test and I roasted tofu so it tasted great and someone actually said oh that's really nice you do it vegetarian I really appreciated that and Hubs was like that's actually yeah I do get you doing that yeah so did that but then on we'll talk about game day in a minute but uh, I did a whole so we do the buffalo chicken puffs but I do a whole so that's chicken shredded chicken and uh, red onion and celery and cream cheese if if chi- if the if the, if the um, hot sauce do that put it into the into the crescent rolls mm-hmm. and then what's left over you add in ranch and shredded cheese and the rest becomes buffalo we still got some in there we can heat up it still tastes really cause we still don't got, tempt me with a good time well, the thing is we still got a couple of days left on it to heat up but it mm-hmm. came out really well so, so and, Jay, and Hubs was like well that's a lot of food and it yeah I ate the last of the puffs last night did that with mince pies but so it's very game day food so my game day menu now is down to a tea because essentially mm-hmm. you do you start off and start dividing up obviously yeah. but the big thing was and so we did watch the game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I did want to do fusion. So I got, I'll put the photo up, but I did manage to cook mince pies, buffalo chicken puffs with buffalo dip and as one meal. And it was kind of like my, I did it, Max. It was fantastic. It, Let me tell you, I love your sausage rolls. I also love those buffalo chicken puffs. I'm doing this stuff today. I know, I yeah. know you are. But the buffalo chicken puffs... They are so good. It's the sweet and salty. It's the sweet and salty. Yeah, it, and it's simple and perfection. The music this week is a bit hard for me to talk about because I did try and get tickets to see the bleachers at Anthem and they oh. sold out within five minutes. Oh, yeah, you were never going to no. get that. Yeah. <laughs> now, only doing one night, which is really pissing me off. Only one night? I was, you know, it's one Lizzo at least did too. Yeah, I'm waiting for the second night to be announced, but I was a little bit... Uh, but at the same time, who... That's so homophobic announcing fucking tickets going on sale on the 8th of December. My credit card bill was already through the fucking roof. Of yeah, everything. yeah. But same. as you know, Jack works a lot with T Swizz. Mm-hmm. I was listening to The Bleachers on Spotify. Um, you can listen to them on other services. Who gives a shit? Right. There's a Bleachers T Swizz mashup of Anti Hero where he does verses for it. No. The, so we're going to be playing that after this. I was going to say, we're going to be playing that after this. Do you know how long it took for me to not, how much it took for me not to text you? Because I'm like, I've got a surprise. Why? Yeah. You've been waiting since yeah. the day you listened to that. Television this week, uh, Doctor Who finished. Well, mm. that uh, we saw a bi-generation, uh, the splitting of two characters. Oh, wait, Doctor Who split? Yeah. Oh. There wasn't a 
single there was a double yeah he became two characters so there's David Tennant still exists the idea being he takes on the burdens of the Doctor and processes them by living a vaguely normal life Mm. while the other one goes off and has the adventures and he knows he can process while the other one goes off and the idea Mm. being a little bit is it creates even though technically um, Shooty is the 15th Doctor some people are seeing well actually he's the 15th but at the same time he's the first he's like this reset of a new generation that's unburdened by the the sins of the past very good episode Neil Patrick Harris had the time of his life doing it Uh, just really I saw his Instagram while he was doing it like he was enjoying it yeah he had real good time so I highly recommend if you're going to watch these three sorry if I spot anything for you but just go watch them three excellent episodes next episode comes out Christmas Day Mm. uh, with, with Shooty as the main role he is in it a lot longer than we thought he was going to be they, the, the, the death happened early and then we mm. end up with this complete treat of an ep- 20 minutes of the two enacting oh okay. and, and what was interesting is that and I think a lot of people were kind of panicked by not my issue of shooting is nothing to do with him being a person of colour but he has been playing Eric on sex education where he's mm. only 17 years old and you're like he plays a 17 year old coming into their own Whereas you're meant to be playing like a thousand year old um, Gallifreyan time lord. Can you transcend the character that you played yeah. before? Like, and it's yeah, like, no, where does this, And actually, Russell T. Davis has spoken about how he mm. was completely surprised by the maturity he mm. brings because everyone had seen him in this role. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, exciting mm. things coming there. And Bonnie Langford as Mel was back, who was Ooh. the sixth and seventh Doctor's companion, and looked at him and just goes, "You're delicious." Uh, so was really quite happy with that we're going to quickly jump to podcasts mm. we don't usually we like to go the indie route yes we do we do uh, there's been some good ones this week but we are just going to give a quick cheeky shout out to the off menu podcast with Ed Gamble and James Acaster oh these, we love it so much these two are actually they are genuine jobbing comedians mm-hmm. so every week they get someone to they ask questions they develop a menu what would be their perfect meal the Christmas special this week is Dawn French. Our personal favourite. <laughs> I am only promoting this because I generally I buzzed Daniel and just said, you have to listen to this. It's so lovely. She's very wicked. She's got a wicked sense of humour, I think is the best way to describe it. Very naughty. I think we also have naughty sense yeah. of humour. But she's, <laughs> she's funny and edgier than you think, actually, in a little bit. She, but she's, but she's all smart and clever about it. Because she's so clever with her yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. But generally, if you're kind of having a bit of a glum one, it's a long week, I know it's getting very dark at the moment. Mm-hmm. Put it on. Yeah. Just give it a listen. It's really lovely. Uh, the, there's the use of the word twat uh, considerably. Consistently. But I do have to say, no, I was quite surprised how lovely it was. And I, I buzzed Daniel straight away and said, you really should give this a listen. It's just a lovely, lovely listen. So just as a, a pick-me-up, I highly recommend. And I will say on the pick-me-up note, like, he sent it to me a day that I was having a rough day. And then, like, I got home and I turned it on. And it's like, oh, this is perfect. Like, this is exactly what I need to listen to. But if you do just want a nice pick-me-up podcast, I also highly recommend Petals of Support. It's uh, run oh. by Mama D, who's just a lovely lady who just gets on and they just discuss discuss things and I was having a bit of a bad morning at Aww. six in the morning just a lot going on with Christmas and actually they discussed Christmas vacation and that oh. the, the Griswolds and the need to be perfect and they yeah. said you can't do this perfectly and it really meant a lot and I messaged her and said that was a, such a lovely podcast so do that yeah don't don't look to Martha this time of year is what yes. I'm going to say <laughs> so finally we are going to come to sports Yes, because <laughs> as many of you probably know, I am 
a Bill's Mafia wife. Yeah, I literally wrote down Bill's Mafia, yes. Yeah. So we had in, as you know from last week, uh, we had big Jin Jin with his wife and their big Bill supporters along with my husband. Mm-hmm. So we decided to have them over to watch the game mm-hmm. and they were playing the Kansas City Chiefs. So Daniel, who, ne- who usually... I have to get Daniel out early on a Sunday because if if we can get him out for one, then you can keep him till the evening, but Mm. you cannot get him in the evening. Right. Well, he (laughs) he was in like Flynn because we knew what was going to happen. And and it was, and the thing is, the good thing is that my husband's getting into it. Big Ginge knows the game and he Mm -hmm. gets into it. And if you ask him at the right time, he'll tell you what's going on, but he Mm. does get very invested. Right. Which he should because he's a huge fan. Right. But we did sit there. So we had someone helping us navigate. Mm-hmm. But three of us were cheering at three times every time Taylor appeared on screen. She appeared thrice and that's all we needed. Like, well, was, I mean, we wanted more. We want, let's be honest. The good thing more. is that Travis is the herald of it. So every yeah. time, like, so Big Ginger was able to tell us. He goes, Travis is doing something big. They're probably going to cut to Taylor. So we would be like... And then we were like, <laughs> yay! It was fun to watch it. I, my food was good. We had some alcohol. We were certainly enjoyed. But also the game was at the perfect time. It was 4.30. So I was like, sure, I'll come over at 4.30. Because we'll be done before 8 o'clock. And we were. And it was very tense game by the end of it. It was. It, it was so intense. They did not cut to um, Taste Whiz going, no. do I have a sad blowjob or a good blowjob, you know? Yeah, the one with teeth or no teeth. Like, I'm saying is there was a campaign last year in the area and we went round to it after and uh, they were waiting for the results and they were a little bit religious. I say it's really quietly. There was a bit of religion going on there. Oh. They were nice, lovely people. Mm. And we spoke to the girlfriend and she went, I just want to know if I'm giving a happy blowjob or a sad blowjob tonight. And I was gagged and gooped. I gagged would, and gooped. I would be gagged and gooped too on that one. But though it's just definitely not news and we'll move on after this, uh, the thing I do think we finish the section is apparently the Kansas City Chiefs did give Taste Wiz a really nice present because the daughter's hang, the, the, the owner's daughter, them are now hanging yeah, out yeah, a bit. Yeah, so. Yeah. There has been, a, there's always going to be backlash, but apparently the owners, for some strange reason, are really embracing it. And there's been some lovely photos, and apparently they got her. Was it a birthday present? Do you see the photo? Oh, yeah. yeah was yeah. it a birthday recently? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, because she was matching a Blake Lively. December 13th. Matching yeah. a Blake Lively. Yes. I'm sorry, that is she iconic. She was also out with Selena Gomez among Asses and yes. uh, Gigi Hadid. But just to finish off this section, then, because we have to keep moving, we're like like sharks. We are Christmas roundup. Um, Elf, your Christmas on mine on Amazon in preparation for the second one that's out. I have that saved in my queue. We'll be watching it during my No Think Week. Thank you. We did Happiest Season, which I do like. I forgot who did we watch it. Of you, no, who was when we watched it? No, I think, but we've watched it before. Oh, we watched it after the Kansas City Chiefs game. Mm. And the, is that Bills. the one with Kristen Stewart? Yes, yes, I like that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, the one we've seen before. Did yeah. Vic of Dibley? And oh, Vic of Dibley's yes. lovely because once you're done with the Christmas episode, actually, it's so comforting. It's nice to go into the season. Here's a question: Which Christmas episode? Though. Did the first one because okay. I couldn't work out what the number of the second one is to ask for it on Alexa. Oh, because I have to oh, ask. Oh, oh. For, I have to ask for them, and I will work it out by the time. But also, I do like the. I think it's season four, episode two. Yes. Okay. Um, Sorry. Did Christmas Vacation? I think I fall asleep halfway through it. I actually start to really like Christmas Vacation. 
It, I, it's it's grown on me the more I've seen it. The bit of the cat is still the sound of that cat. <laughs> the Christmas ad fab, the one with Jax. Oh, yes. Holiday, have you seen that one? That's Emma Roberts. That's the one where she realises that actually it's easier. So it's, Actually, no, I haven't seen it. It's a Netflix one. one. Mm-hmm. Um, her mum is played by Frances McDormand, uh, the one with the mum from Titanic. Oh, Rose's, Rose's mum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Frances something. Yeah. And, <laughs> the Rose's idea, and the idea is that she realises she her aunt is played by Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, perfect. Who, but, Wait, yeah, I have seen the previews yeah. for this. I've it's seen really well. It's actually, I've watched it now multiple times. Actually, I think you and I have seen this. Yeah. Drunkenly have seen it. It's really yeah. worth watching. She realises that she she makes a pact with a guy that there will always be each other's dates for holidays. holidays. Yes, yes. And so even though it goes across a year, it has a very Christmassy beginning and end. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I really like it. And actually, mm-hmm. the guy's really hot. He's Australian. He's like, a nice little furry chest. But it's just a real, yes. it's a real easy watch. Yeah. And, she, and I actually candy. like Emma Roberts as well. She's iconic. It's eye candy. Um, Godmothers is the one about the fairy godmothers with Ida Fisher and oh. what's her face who plays, oh, I love Belle. Belle. Uh, last name is Belle. Oh, Kristen Bell. No, no, it's not. Gillian Bell. Yes. Like that one, well worth it if you like a good one. And finally, Office Christmas Party. Ooh. So we, yeah, which again, that's a good one when you're a bit drunk, you just want to shove a Christmas movie on, yeah, but you don't yeah, want to waste yeah, it. Yeah. So we're doing well, but I have to say, 20 years later, Elf is still very much iconic. Very, very much so. Very much so. If you haven't seen it, last week Christmas movie. Boom. Yeah, I would agree. And all that excitement, unless you have something to talk about. I don't. You don't. Let's go break and get some wine. Should we go break and get some wine? Yes, let's. And we're back. And old Daniel, spank me. You know how much I love a bit of bondage. Oh my god, Max. You you went there. You allowed me to do a cheeky intro. I, I did, and I didn't know where you were going, but I should have known because it's you. But it's you. So we only have one bit of culture this week. Praise heavens, everyone's saying. And we have been talking about this for a while. A while, A while. Yes. And we wanted, because we know, that, I mean, this time of year, Daniel and I are coastal grandmas. We so are. we are naturally in Christmas Very mode. much Christmas mode. But there's one thing that Daniel and I associate with Christmas, which a lot of people may not, and I'm not talking diehard. No, no, and it's very hetero. Hetero. <laughs> Christmas. Is it? So I am going to pass it over like a thing of Mpox mm-hmm. onto Daniel. Oh, thank you so much. And Don't touch me! Speaking of someone who might have had Mpox... For those of you who celebrate, it is now the great holiday tradition that is known as the 12 days of James Bond, or the 48 hours of Bond. So for those of us here in the States, it depended on the network television of cable that you had. There was one, and it would alternate between like TBS or like something else, where it'd be like the 12 days of Bond. And this is all like pre-2007, when Bond came back. With Daniel Craig. Or... Yeah, because he took a break. Because I, because yeah. in our li- yeah. in my lifetime, he's taken two breaks. Right. So it was before Daniel Craig came back, and it was like we're gonna play every single James Bond film over a twelve day period. But then there's gonna be like a forty eight hour period where it's just James Bond, essentially that would be played. And it was one of these like growing up, like 
dad and my uncle were just like, we're watching this during Christmas. And so it was sort of like this Christmas ritual of like, oh, well, it's time for James Bond. You know, he's bringing us our gifts <laughs> this time of year. So we <laughs> never had that level mm-hmm. of it being shown. I do believe they, Sky did do a James Bond channel by the end of it, where they would do a period of time they'd show it. Yeah. But especially in... in like let, let's peek behind the culture curtain here. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's gone. Let's peek behind the culture curtain. Oh, um, yeah. Is that especially on British TV around Christmas when there isn't? Because we you remember we only have six episodes per season for stuff. You know, yeah, eight if we're lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Christmas is really between Christmas and New Year. There's a lot of filler material, and mm-hmm. we have these things called carry on films, which were British sixties uh, cheeky naughty British humour films mm-hmm. you've never seen them have you no I'll pick a couple of good ones yeah um, a lot of them you can't watch now because some of the jokes and the actors doing the jokes should not have been having that level of tan skin um, ah, the I, I figured as but much. there are a couple yes, of good ones oh, yeah. if you can still find them and you can blink past certain bits the jokes are hilarious but <laughs> was that or Bond films were brilliant filler material yeah especially absolutely. if it was a Bond year yes especially if it was like Oh, and this Christmas, it's a Bond year. Because here's the thing about James Bond. Um, just for listeners, a little pe- another peek behind the curtain. is yeah. like James Bond uh, with Ian Fleming, who was the author for 12 of the James Bond novels, was a bit like Agatha Christie, and it was like a Christie for Christmas. It was also a Bond for Christmas. Like, each year there would be a new book that was released, or the Bercovelys would release a new film at Christmas. So, yes. like, it was a tradition of, like, Bond is back at Christmas. So I feel like it was sort of ingrained, at least in the States, that, you know, oh, you have a Bond film or you have a marathon of Bonds at Christmas. Like, that's when Bond comes out. So what other Ian Fleming property is heavily associated with Christmas? You're going to tell me. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I did not realize that he wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He wrote that. Truly scrumptious. So Bond, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke was not Bond. So no. Bond took a long time. To, <laughs> it was not. It did take a long time to get to screen. So we're going to really heavily focus on the broccolis, the broccolis. Yes, who is who are? It's now Barbara, mm-hmm. who is the daughter. Never really sung as one of, as a female producer. Her, her song's not sung, I would say. But she's produced great ones. They did do. They attempted it multiple times before Doctor No came out. Uh, there was an American version, mm. a TV movie of Casino Royale. Yes, yes, of Jimmy Bond. Wasn't it Peter Sellers? No, was that it? was a comedy. So they uh, well, skipped uh, yeah, it, and yeah. Peter Sellers was done. They did him as a comedy, but they did mm. an American TV play for a day, and it was mm. Jimmy Bond, and it was mm. straight up. And then they did Doctor No, and that's yes. what launched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any more trivia, my dear? Or also, going to trivia. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, no. So, we're, we're trying to wait it out because we're so excited by doing this. But yes, because it, it's part of our childhood. Well, actually, okay. I think what we... So let's. The reason we're doing Bond is mm-hmm. not just because of Bond itself, but also Bond music. Yes. So, oh, for those that don't know... I love it so much. <laughs> actually, so I'm going to do this off the top of my nut. Let's see this. So, James Bond came out in the 60s yes. with the first film Doctor No starring Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. James Bond is a secret agent part of MI6, which is what you would consider the CIA, CIA yeah. in 
England. He's a secret agent who basically goes across the world, solves huge global issues while fucking all the women he can. International man of mystery, often against the Soviets and Spectre. Yes, there was a huge issue when this, the you know the Iron Curtain fell. Would mm-hmm. there still be Bond? And Bond continued. He mm-hmm. has regular characters, including M, his boss, Miss Money Penny, mm. her the boss, um, M's assistant. And also Q, Q, his quartermaster, who yes. provides him with a bunch of amazing gadgets, which did get a bit stupid at one point. They got a lot stupid, <laughs> but it worked <laughs> well. Bond has not aged over the years. And though Bond has changed now some level of chronology, mm-hmm. he has remained... He basically ages with the actor, and then the actor resets, and he right. goes back to that age. Right. There has been so far... I'm going to count off the top of my head. <laughs> Six. Six Bonds. Mm-hmm. So, we have had Sean Connery, mm-hmm. who was temporarily replaced by George Lazenby, mm-hmm. an Australian, the only non-person from Great Britain and Northern Ireland to play him. He was. They were apparently lied to about his acting talent. Well, that was apparent. I'm sorry. Bonds, preview, Bonds, preview. <laughs> Connery then came back, was that for Thunderball we came back for? Yes, he came back for Thunderball. And then he went off and didn't do any more until and he said, I'll never do another Bond film again. And then they wrote Never, never Say, Say never, never, which was not part of the Brookellies. Is it Brookellies? And actually, has nothing really to do with that. Q's not in it. Because they, they didn't own any of the rights apart from James Bond. But here's the thing. I still count Never Say Never as part of the Brookellies. But isn't well, Never Say James Never Bond. closer to the Thunderball book than Thunderball the film? Yes. Yes. But here's the thing. Guess what? Thunderball and Moonraker are essentially the same film. Two mm. Bonds. So then we had Roger Moore. Yep. Then we had Timothy Dalton. Yes. I've never seen a Timothy Dalton film. I actually do like Timothy Dalton. So controversial. I think between Christmas and New Year, I might do the two Timothy Daltons. There are three. Tim- there three. There are three. I know we're going to do an extra one, and it got announced at Cannes and never got made. No, three. Three. So mm-hmm. I go watch Timothy Dalton. I adore Timothy Dalton as an actor. Oh, I he's wonderful. Wonderful. I, I think because they were dark Penny Dreadful he was so good yeah I like him in Hot Fuzz oh oh yes. yeah he's good yeah, in Hot yeah, Fuzz yeah, 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 yeah. but I think the issue I have with I think the, what I think was with the Timothy Daltons was they went darker and I think that they that knocked him out of the family friendly cycle a little bit but I'm going to wager this I feel like he went dark, darker, yes, but it was closer to the character that filming wrote yeah but Which, I, I'm going to find out this year because I'm actually going to start reading James Bond and then they did Pierce they took a break because mm-hmm. there was a Timothy Dalton announced and they took a break after that because they yeah. realised it was not working or something was not working uh-huh. and they brought in uh, Pierce Brosnan mm-hmm. which was Goldeneye so I mm-hmm. knew James Bond films as old films even though I think yeah. I was born during the Timothy Dalton era yeah. and I remember there was a huge big thing about Brosnan now mm-hmm. the only link I have with Brosnan is that a former friend don't mean talk too much at all mm. his stepdad's best mate was the stunt driver that drove the tank with the statue on it oh yeah, yeah. so Pierce Brosnan then stayed and in his ones they had some ups and downs yeah. but ended on a real high of dying another day yeah but at the time they were getting a bit over the top so the choice was do they keep going to Brosnan or do they reset then they came back with Casino Royale a couple of years later Daniel with Daniel Craig, Craig. Now, the thing with him was that they decided that they were going to reset it. So the first Daniel Craig film was Casino Royale, which was actually the first book. Right. And technically was a prequel. But Mm -hmm. the chronology is mucked up in the sense that they took 
Judy Dench as M and brought her wrap round again. She was the one carryover from her. Yeah, and she looped it round. So it's oh, not... Actually, no, she was not the one carryover. The assistant. Oh, what's his name? Oh. Yes, they did a couple, yeah. Yes, I mean, I'm blanking on the name. Rory so Kinnear. Yeah. Kinnear. Yeah. So they brought some... It's, a, it's all a bit messed up. And then the yeah. idea was that they went back to basics again. Yeah. With Daniel Craig... He did five films, which was one, and he said he would. Yes, and he was only supposed to do four. four. And then he came back for the last one. His wife actually told him not to do another one, but he wanted to finish it off. Mm-hmm. And Daniel and I ended up seeing the last one. And, Together. Uh, oh. Spoiler alert, I'd skip ahead five if you want to now. Yeah. I'd actually just got in the episode, quite frankly, yeah. uh, was that he actually they killed a character off. Yeah, which was the first. First. Which uh, was the first in the entire production. Yeah, but yeah. it's just the way modern cinema is working. Yeah. So that's a quick overview of James Bond. Yes. So I have some trivia, but it focuses on the Bond songs. So oh, do we it. want to do you want to go do a Bond film best of and then we go into Bond songs or do you want to just do Bond? So we do cover the Bond songs in the best of. So I'd say before we do the Bond songs, let's do the trivia. Okay, let's do that. All so right. the thing is now, so let's go through the list. All right. So, Max, I'm going to ask you who your top three Bonds are, because I've got mine listed and we're ready to go. I am going to say that I adore Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually, he's such a good actor. Yes. I do, I do out of the classics... I think Roger Moore, I think mm-hmm. he just had a bit of a twinkle, he had more of a twinkle to his eye. Yeah. The thing is, it's a primary recency, and Bond is like Doctor Who for me. It's Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. Because he's, because I just, I, and I think that they were really fun. Mm-hmm. And he was so handsome. So my top Bonds, in no particular order, this is the thing, caveat, no particular order, yeah. Daniel Craig, for sure, Roger Moore, Sean Connery, my honorable mention is Timothy Dalton. I will watch him whenever he's yeah. on screen. So Daniel, then, mm-hmm. you like Bond, but where do you like his dick going? Well, my Bond girls will be Eva Green, who played Vesper. Yeah, on my list as well. Diana Rigg, who played Tracy in In Her Majesty's Service with Lazenby. Secret Service. Yes. I'm actually Secret Service. Yes. How's everything? It's fine. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> We have all the time in the world. And then Leah Sadu uh, as Madeline with Daniel Craig. The final one. So I'm going to say, I agree with Eva Green. Mm-hmm. I think that she, Mr. Bond, there's a suit and her suits. She, she, just, she did it really she, well. She was delicious in that role. She was really good. Uh-huh. I'm going to obviously have to say that adorable Anna Blackman as Pussy Galore. She, yeah. Yeah. And she she's was, iconic. She is iconic. Yes, I will. Yes. And actually, you might surprise you, Halle Berry is Jinx. I am actually not surprised by that one. I thought you would say that one. I do. I did like die another day for that. I think there was rumors. If they, I think if they continued Brosnan, the idea was they were going to. I was out um, for a spin-off. Yeah. Special mention. Uh-huh. Christmas Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Two reasons: Denise Richards playing a nuclear scientist is is uh, impeccable. Is, is, is comedic. Yeah, that's serving can. Um, <laughs> but also, just the line in it: "I only thought Christmas came once a year." Um, <laughs> just is brilliant. So I'm sorry. I, there's no way. There's no way. There is absolutely no way for that one. All right, so we're going into the. The, the songs. Oh uh, no! Should we do villains? Oh yes, oh, yes, my villains. All right. Do you want to go? So Bond always has a good villain. Yes, he should always have a good villain. My villains are broken down for three reasons. Okay. And actually, I've seen 
your next list. So mm. I'm gonna. You might, one of them might um, surprise you. Goldfinger. Mm. I love because he had a really good plan. Yes. Like it's actually a very genius plan. Revolving, yes. Yeah. Second one. Oh, I mistyped that one, but yes, I also agree with Goldfinger. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I like Jonathan Price. Do you really? All things. I love Jonathan Price anyway. And yes, yeah. even though the even though when you watch that film, the idea mm. of him manipulating the media mm-hmm. is was like what the fuck now it's like that's literally how they're destroying our world well yes and I think so I put foreboding next to it okay my final one mm-hmm. Xenia on a top Slay Queen Slay oh the Dominatrix the Dominatrix Franka Jansen yeah. was a really good I do like 006 in that one mm-hmm. uh, um, Scene Bean is amazing but yes. no Xenia I think Slay Queen Slay Queen Slay oh she is she's divine so my villains are gonna be Lashif also Goldfinger, and then Clib, who was in uh, From Russia with Love, she was just brutal in my opinion. Like I loved it. My normal mentions would be uh, Odd Job and Bloomfield. Yes, excellent. So, do you have a favorite Bond film? Because we never put that one down. I noticed. No, we don't. Um, I think The Spy Who Loved Me is probably one of my favorite Bond films. I or Casino Royale. It's up in the air between the two. I like Skyfall. Here's the thing. I also love Skyfall. Don't My vibe with Skyfall is that actually he fails his mission and you still don't feel like you've wasted your time watching a movie. And that's no. a huge test of it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I like Casino Royale just because it's a relaunch. Yeah. And it's a good relaunch. I do like The World Is Not Enough. Mm. And that's going to come up again in another list. Yeah. But I do like that one. I think they really found their stride with that one. Because wasn't World Is Not Enough the anniversary Yes, one. Yeah. that feels right. Yeah. So, saying that, Daniel, mm-hmm. I hate to ask this. Mm-hmm. What's the ones you don't like? Oh, the ones I don't like. Please, please pull up my list. Because oh, sorry, we're yeah. at this hour of the night. Uh, so, are we talking movies? Or are we talking songs? <laughs> so, we're going to come on to songs in a minute. Mm-hmm. What movie don't you like? I hate Moonraker and Thunderball because they are remakes. Well, Thunderball yeah. is a remake, or Moonraker is a remake of Thunderball, which I don't like. Quantum of Solace, we, you and I have had this conversation before. Yeah, I've got that on my list as well. Like, it, I was just like, what was the plot of this? Well, Quantum, I, gi- I give special credit to Quantum slightly in that I think that they were riding high off Casino and then mm-hmm. the writer's strike happened and they were trying to do, they should have given it a break. But that's not how the industry is working. Right. So, ironically, Tomorrow Never Dies annoys me because it was anti-cable news. Like, it occurred around the time that CNN came up, and we're like, oh, what is this? And then real life, we get it. The one that really pisses me off, though, is Octopussy. I've seen it, but is that Barbara Back? No, it's Maude Adams. Which one's Barbara Back? That's Spy Who Loved Me. Because that's um, Ringo Starr's wife. Yes. So... The issue that I have with Octopussy is when Maud Adams was killed off in another film with Roger Moore, was a Bond girl, came back to be Octopussy in this one. Which, don't get me wrong, I love her on the screen, but continuity was an issue. But then that was the one where Bond was in the fucking clown suit, and I just don't understand yeah. why he was in that. Like, I like the film except for that. I will go to Quantum. I... I'll be honest, I, I haven't seen a lot of them for a while to judge. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember, I think, yeah, Quantum just, I mean, it was a bit dry. And I think that, like, Moonraker got a little bit silly with the, the sci-fi. Yeah. But they were, everyone was fighting Star Wars at that yeah. time. Yeah, And that was it. 
It's very true. So who's your worst Bond? Lazenby. He's the weakest thing. I don't dislike any of them, to be honest. I don't sit through any of them and go, I could watch Quantum of Solace. The, th- the thing is, like, Lazenby is a little bit corny at times, and I'm just like, I don't want you to be this corny. Yeah. I want you to be sexy and suave. Like, I want you to be Daniel Craig, and you're not being Daniel Craig with Lazenby. So now we get to the reason for the season. Mm, yes. The Bond theme. The now, Bond the thing themes. is, Bond always has a popular artist who will do the music, which will usually play off over a highly usually quite advanced for its time opening credit sequence yes absolutely uh, they're really big and for me the reason that Bond is so synonymous with Christmas not just that it comes out at Christmas is that f- that was always on the radio yep they would do so absolutely. well absolutely it's the promo like they're singles in and of themselves so yeah they had singles they're big artists usually big people do them the opening looks great if you can and but these are the ones that divide people. Now, yes, I have some fun facts about Bond songs. All right, let's do the fun facts, and then we'll go through our best and our worst. Right, so my first fun fact, I'm going to ask these as questions. Okay. What was the first James Bond song? Um, was it the theme for Dr. No? It was the theme for Dr. No. That, the that was released as a single. Yeah. What was the actual first song, though, then? Uh, so it would be from Russia With Love. Show who sang it? I don't remember who sang that one. Matt Monroe. Okay. Yeah. And it played at the end, end. of the it film. It did play at the end, yes. 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 Good for you. What was the first one to win an Oscar? Uh, was it Shirley Bassey? No. No. Uh, Adele. Yeah. Okay. Skyfall. Yes. Okay. First reach number one in the charts. And oh. there's two answers to this one. First reach number one. Is it an earlier one or a later one? I'm sorry. Middle. Oh, middle. Uh, Spy Who Loved Me, Carly Simon. Nope. Oh no! So Duran Duran uh, won uh, in the got the number one on the US Billboard Hot 100. So Duran Duran would have been um, I was Living Daylight. So that would be If You Do Kill. Yeah. What was the first to get number one in England? Which the reason we say that is because you remember this is a British. It's a very British and franchise. Is it an earlier or late one? I'm not gonna say. Oh, f you, Max. Um, mm, You're gonna be shocked. Mm, I think I am. I don't know. I don't know. Sam Smith's writing on the wall was the first one. Shut yeah. up! That's why I couldn't say because it's in it. No. Shut up! Because I'm sitting here like Shirley Bassey. Which no. one was Shirley Bassey? No. So I said uh, Bond films. Bond themes for me mm-hmm. mean a lot. I think of Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and it was a big thing when they came out. Scroll up as well. Also, um, go up, 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 up. So we can do the best ones first. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I was. I, I think we can. In, I, I've divided my top three into different. Like what they, what, top what, three. <laughs> but what they mean mean for me. Yeah, so yeah. the one, and I see it on there. The one that means the most to me mm-hmm. is uh, Tina Turner, Goldeneye. Fantastic. It's sheer perfection, done in the spirit of Dame Shelley Bassey. Did, did, Sadly, did, did. what's so sad? She's Shelley Bassey's still with us, but Dame Tina Turner yeah, isn't. Not, yeah. Do you know who wrote Goldeneye? No, you're going to tell me. Bono and the Edge. Oh. It's you too. Wait, I did know that. And actually, Tina Turner always said it was one of the hardest songs to really do it live because it was so hard to sing. Well, but it was so good. Like, she owned... I do want to point out as well is that another reason that GoldenEye is iconic is something that we're really going to say on this podcast, the computer game made that film iconic. <laughs> well, it was of its time. Like, but it, yeah. everyone played that game. Yeah. Gold, so you had this song, you had this computer game, this film. It was all wrapped the in. The bungee jump. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But no, Goldeneye. 
Yeah. What's your What's your one then? Oh, okay. So a song that I absolutely adore, and you and I both love it, is "Garbage." The world is not enough. That's actually down as my underrated classic. I love that one so much. People don't get Shirley Manson. No, but I re so I re-listened and rewatched everything last night. I'm like, this one still slays. Side note: mm-hmm. When they did a Terminator TV series, she played the villain. Oh. And she was good, and I'm gutted she never acts. World is not enough. Mm-hmm. Went to the sweeping. I like, or I actually do like, apart from one, which is also on another list. Um, <laughs> oh, I do like a lot of the Brosnans, but the world is not enough. Is very well done. Mm-hmm. I have certain rules about um, um, bomb themes, and if they're sung by a man, they should be explo- uh, guns and explosions. If they're sung by a woman, they should be leather and lace. Yes, and the yeah, la- yeah, and even though uh, Tina Turner's more leather, Shelley Manson's more lace, but yes. they're perfect. Yes, no, it's a good pairing. So, what's your next one? Dude, my favorite actually mm-hmm. is um, gonna be Skyfall. I think Adele got the concept she totally got the concept and I really just think she did such a good job with it she took the name mm-hmm. it didn't mean anything to do with what Skyfall was Skyfall no. being a bond state but she really didn't let the Skyfall she had she had words to play with mm-hmm. I um, she had the, the, the horns in there it's dark and foreboding mm-hmm. uh, she she got it I, I must have been a lot of pressure on her to do that because it's not just a bond theme it's it's Adele doing a bomb theme, so I think she did a really good job. But I think she was one of these iconic individuals. Who's like, yeah, I went in and wrote it in fifteen minutes. I'm like, oh my god, I can never do that in fifteen minutes. Like, I'm a wank in fifteen minutes. I'm like, I know my limits, and it's not that. So I think my next one that I'm going to mention is Louis Armstrong, All the Time in the World. Love it. Here's the thing: I hate that film, but that yeah. theme and I agree. perfection. Diana Rick. Du, 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 du. We have all the time mm. in the world. My special mention is going to be "Live and Let Die." I do love that one. Uh, you can't, you can't fault "Live and Let Die." You it cannot. And, it, and actually, you can hear "Live and Let Die" in Chris Cornell's um, "Know My Name." It, exactly. Yeah, it, he set a DNA actually for it. I will, I will give him that. It's Paul McCartney. It's got a lot of ups and downs. I'm not a big fan of "Live and Let Die" because I'm not. Well, a big... it's a change in tempo. It's like and Jane on. Seymour grates on me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but "Live and Let Die," Terrible. "Live and Let Die." Do. Too. my honorable mentions which they're more than honorable mentions any of the Shirley Bassey ones yeah. like she had three of them like they're great Moonraker Goldfinger you can't beat Diamonds Forever are good Moonmaker I can never remember what Moonmaker sounds like so Moonmaker is the lesser of them but Goldfinger is like iconic Goldfinger and then Diamonds are Forever she's used that one the most because I think because that one she was able to take away from the oh, franchise oh absolutely like absolutely alright let's scroll down and let's Let's hit the worst ones <laughs> for me. <laughs> right. Um, mm, mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, where, do you want to start? Do you want me to start on this one? You can start on this one because you know what I'm going to say. Okay. So I absolutely hate Dying After Day with Madonna. Like, I know it's controversial, but it drives me crazy. It's a good Madonna song. It would be so good. I say that. It's a good Madonna song. Here's the thing. It's a perfect Madonna song, American era. It is not a good Bond theme. It's not Die. And I Die Another Day is one of my... I love Die Another Day. But that song is not a good song <laughs> for a Bond theme. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not sexy enough. It's 
not leather lace, and it's not explosions. It's none it's of the. Uh, it's techno on the dance floor. My one, another way to die from Quantum of Solace. I hate that one. It's you know what again. I I I think it's Alicia Keys and Jack Black, mm-hmm. Jack White. Sorry. Yeah. I Jack White. I do like both of those. I have a lot of respect for Jack White. He's mm-hmm. a very. It just didn't. He was. It was. It, it was. It was like someone pumping a brake in your Uber. Mm. Yep. Mm. And it was yep. that. And I don't know what. The trouble with Quantum is that they came off a high of Casino and all eyes were on. Well, the thing is, like, Casino hit all the marks and then Quantum hit none of the marks. Yeah. It, it, it knew where the marks were. And didn't. They save Game for the Moon and you hit the sun, or they just went in space. Right, right. So, my other one I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna mention two more, but. Tomorrow Never Dies with Cheryl Crow. I don't mind that one. Here's the thing. I re-listened to it last night, and her voice is so nasally in that. I'm like, here's the thing. I know that you have issues with Cheryl Crow, but it's one of these, I'm like, I wish it was just a little bit better. Like, yeah. just a little bit. And then finally, Never Say Never Again. <laughs> Who sang Never Say Never Again? Oh, it was Lonnie Hall or someone like that. It sounds like, you know... A TV commercial, like that's the thing, and we did mention that this is not in the Brickell universe, but like, I was just like, this is a horrible song. So my final one mm-hmm. for your eyes only, Shino Easton. I knew you were going to say that because my mum hates Shino Easton. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that because she sings with an accent. Um, it's also just a drappy song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I know that. No. I, all Time High is sung by a different person, dear, so don't worry. I know. It just... Yeah. But overall, I can't hear a dunna, dunna, dunna without getting a little bit excited for Christmas. Yeah, it's like, ooh, what's going to be playing? Which well, Christmas which... will be coming. <laughs> exactly. Which More one is ones. it? <laughs> which one is it? But no, I... Oh. Bond for us is always... We bond, we we bonded over Bond, but we did. We had a we. We bonded over several things, but Bond was part of it. Because we also decided to be clever, and I remember like we were, and we were now gonna we we have gone way over time on this episode, even though we had like a. And I'm glad we didn't do a second culture, right? But we were going to do a let's go and watch all four um, Daniel Craig's before we go and see uh, No Time to Die, uh-huh. and then we were like, we're not gonna be able to do all four together, uh-huh. and then I think uh, we said let's do the let's do Skyfall and. Um, was it Casino? No, no we're going to do Skyfall and the, the one Spectre. before. Spectre. Yeah. Worst post ever, Spectre, by the way. Um, yeah. And then we both text each other. So it would be fine just doing the two. And then both, I think, text each other in a day and just went, we're watching the other two, aren't we, on our own? Because <laughs> uh, there's no way we could do it without watching Say We Undone All Four. But yeah. we did. But we should we should be cheersing in martinis. But Jenny yeah. to Bond, who's coming next? Christmas. Well, let's see. Yes. <laughs> and with that, I think we should move to the end of the episode. Yes. So do you have a gagged and goot? I do have a gagged and goot. Okay. Do you tell me your It's going to be very quick. All right. My gagged and goot this week is Taylor Swift's training regime. Oh, oh I think I've heard this one. So the, it emerged this week that Taylor Swift, in order to train for the Eras Tour, yep, I know this. Uh, basically had a training regime which people have attempted and cannot do. Her training regime included running on a treadmill every day while singing the entire Eras set list aloud. Fast for fast songs and a jogging off or fast walk for slow songs. 
And then she followed it with specialised strength, conditioning and weight programme at her gym. Dog pound and three months of dance lessons. Apparently, it is fucking impossible. Bravo, dear. Bravo, you are superhuman. This is why we love you. I don't have a word, though. I do have a word. My word is misig. It is Swedish. It sounds very much like it. It means cozy, pleasant, comfy, agreeable during the winter. And I'm like, lovely. It's fine. I don't have a petticoat lane, to be honest. Uh, my petticoat lane is Christmas parties. Don't make them four hours, don't make them two days, and, uh, you know, read the room. Read the room. <laughs> Do you think we covered everything? My dear, we barely set the agenda. Cheers. Cheers, double O. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.